What is crackalackin, fellow thermonuclear AFers? I threw the crackalackin in there because one of our listeners said that they missed it. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it because I feel like it's me uh, culturally appropriating a word that maybe I shouldn't. I was uncomfortable using it, which is why I stopped. You can let me know if I need to bring it back um, in the comments or in our Discord. The link to that is in the YouTube and the podcast description. You can get at me on Twitter, the whole nine. Follow us on all our socials. Those are on screen on YouTube. They're also in the podcast description at Hardwood Knox on YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter at Hardwood underscore Knox on Instagram. Please follow us there. And also subscribe if you're checking out this video for the first time because you like trades. Hit sub on YouTube, like, comment, help the algorithm love us back, be a returning customer. Also, if you're listening via audio for the first time or you're listening via audio and haven't subscribed yet, subscribe. Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts and do both cross platforms. We appreciate it. Finally, and equally important, um, please, word of mouth recommendations help a ton. You can shout us out on Twitter. You can clip us audio-wise, post it on Twitter, um, tell people about us, friends, family members, tag us in mentions of people looking for basketball podcasts. Anything we see, it's always appreciated, um, and it helps us grow what is an awesome community because of you all that are tuning in right now, those OGs, those, those regular listeners. Let's dive into some trade stuff, though. December 15th already rolled around. We didn't do anything specific on it. Um, because nothing ever happens on December 15th. We talked about that on a mailbag question. It's been like 12 years or something like that since the Nets traded Terrence Williams or whatever it was. Um, Bobby Marks, I think, mentioned that recently. Anyway, we're in December 15th. Almost 90% of the league's players can now be traded. And so with that, Zach Buckley over at Bleacher Report, a homie, published a trade target big board. So three targets for every single NBA team. I'm going to go through it, have not looked at it yet, and just react to it. These are super hard, but they're also super interesting to go through. Um, but let's let's do it. I'm going to throw it up on screen for anyone who's watching on YouTube and wants to follow along with me. So we start with the Atlanta Hawks alphabetically, obviously. Uh, Z-Buck has possible targets, DeLon Wright, Jordan McLaughlin, and Kyle Anderson. Um, I guess they could use more guard play here, just like a different ball handler. Kyle Anderson would certainly help. Uh, DeLon Wright injured right now. He, I guess he would help, but... Like the Hawks, one of the Hawks' issues has been their shooting. I know Bogdanovich helps that now that he's back. Um, none of these players really move that needle. Maybe Jordan McLaughlin when he's getting super hot. Um, but if they're looking to aim low and they're just trying to buy time, especially until DeJounte Murray is healthy, depending on, I don't, can't even remember how long he's going to be out. Uh, but Wright's already out at the moment. Anderson would be interesting, but I figure the floor could be a little bit crimpy. And you've already tried to figure, struggle to figure out how to involve John Collins in this. Um, is he going out as part of a deal for this? But yeah, I those are uninspiring options. I, it's also weird because I don't know what the Hawks, the Hawks feel like they need so many things. Someone to juice up the scoring though and, and the volume shooting, like functional shooting, maybe like a Kevin Herter or something would really work out well for them. Uh, the Boston Celtics, Z-Buck has possible targets, Jakob Pertle, Mo Bamba, and Bismack Biombo. Yeah, they need a big, um, they, they do have a trade exception, I believe, that they can fit some of these guys into. They also aren't necessarily that encumbered looking at their first-round picks. I think it's just tough. When you look at someone like a Jakob Pertle, knowing he's about to get paid, um, are you going to give up a first for him? Like, What are you giving up for him knowing that you have Al Horford, you have Robert Williams III, you even have Grant Williams here, and you know how often is he going to play for you? Is he like a 15-minute guy in the playoffs at this point? Mo Bamba would be more interesting. He's playing really well in Orlando, though, and they've just been, they've won five straight as I record this. So that's wild. Bismack Biombo might be more their speed, but I don't know if the, the Suns are going to want to um, trade him. He's been their primary backup big at points this season. They've sort of fluctuated with him and Jock Landale. Um, but I get the targets for sure. They could also try and I don't know how hard it is to get to the money, but look at Rashawn Holmes just not playing. And 
Sacramento. And he's kind of making a little bit more than backup center money, but knowing how cheaply you got Al Horford and even RW three, four, um, not the worst investment there. If you, if you can get them, the Brooklyn nets, this is interesting. John, John Collins is on here for the nets, possible targets, John Collins, Mo Bamba and Jay Crowder. I would agree with all of these things. Mo Bamba really giving you some spacing in the uh, front court. Also, John Collins does the same thing. He would be obviously the best fit. I don't, you know, the Joe Harris to John Collins rumors are kind of weird. Um, I don't know how I necessarily feel about that from like everybody's perspective there. Uh, however, he would be a great fit. You could play him next to Nick Claxton, maybe even Ben Simmons at the same time, since Simmons doesn't have to be or a four or five. And Nick Claxton's low key just been awesome this season. I'd just be curious what you, the Nets do have, like they could trade a first here, but what are you giving up for when it's not John Collins and like the Joe Harris for John Collins swap might make a lot of sense for both teams at this point, given how much it seems that John Collins's trade value is plummeted. Jay Crowder would just be good for them as sort of a defensive minded four who can take on some, some bigger wings, but why is Phoenix going to help them out? Um, that's the other issue here is like when you're dealing with other contenders or a team like Phoenix, that's going to want not picks, but actual players back for, for Jay Crowder. The Charlotte Hornets, we just selling off everybody here, Z-Buck. Yeah, possible targets for the Charlotte Hornets. Draft picks, James Wiseman, Mo Bamba. I, they are a team that should take a flyer on Wiseman, even though they have um, Kai Jones, Nathan Knight, Mark Williams. Uh, if I mean, if it's out there, I don't know who the Warriors want from them. Maybe P.J. Washington and Kelly Oubre Jr., although the Warriors have done the Oubre thing before. Uh, they definitely do need an upgrade at the big. I wouldn't go after Mo Bamba just because I think he costs you positive value, but if you can take a flyer on James Wiseman or just get draft picks, like, start, you know, put up PJ. Look, PJ Washington's going to the restricted free agency. It feels like he's kind of, this season's just been weird for him. And I know they're asking him to do too much through a lot of their injuries, but what is, what can he get you? Um, Cody Martin's not healthy. So that's a bad one. What can Uber get you on his expiring contract? Is Terry Rozier of net positive or net negative value right now? Looking at his contract, it's time to sell. And so, yeah, draft picks would be the key here for them, but they would be a, a team that'd be interesting to take a flyer on Wiseman, unless they're really big believers in Kai Jones, JT Thor, Mark Williams, uh, those guys long-term. The Bulls, this is interesting. Are the Bulls buyers or sellers, Z-Buck? Looks like they're buyers. P.J. Washington, Jay Crowder, Denny Avdia as three trade targets for them. I don't hate any of these. They could use more wing depth. Jay Crowder helps there. Will he hit enough of his threes? Interesting to ask. Denny Avdia would be very interesting for this team just for what he brings defensively, and we've seen some just ball-handling flashes from him. P.J. Washington would definitely help spread the floor. Do you, you'd probably let him play some backup five in this scenario, which Charlotte has not gotten away from entirely, but he's played less five this year than he has last year. Um, the thing is, is like the Bulls need more bankable, high-volume spacing, and I don't know if this trade, I guess outside, Denny Avia just won't. Like He's afraid to take threes at points. Jake Crowder's semi-confident. Him and Washington would definitely be upgrades, but is, is it enough? And what are you giving up to get them? Um, do the, the Suns probably want players, not picks. And so do you have anyone that interests? Like you're not trading Alex Caruso to get Jay Crowder. Uh, I'd be curious what any of these players cost. And if I'm the Bulls, I'm not trading. You already have this year's pick gone and then the 2025 pick gone. So I'm not looking at giving up another one. The Cavs, it has to be a wing. They need a wing. Jay Crowder, Joe Harris, Kenrich Williams. Love all these targets. I don't know if Jay Crowder will give you any point of attack defense at this point in his career, which is what the, um, the, the Cavs need a lot out of their three, but offensively, they just need someone who's not, you know, Lamar Stevens had a big night the other game and Dean Wade, when he's healthy, came back, he'll make it work. Uh, but you need someone who's just not, who's, who's more dynamic offensively. Joe Harris is certainly that Kenrich Williams, um, would definitely work. I just, it sounds like he wants to retire in OKC and that they just want him to retire in OKC. Zach Lowe has said this, but he's like the new Nick Hollison there. 
Um, and then again, what are you giving to get Jay Crowder uh, out of Phoenix? Do they like Karis Levert? Can you build something around Landry Shamit and Jay Crowder for Karis Levert? Do you even want to take on Shamit's money if you're the Cavs and you're dealing exclusively in, um, you know, you're, you could have cap space this summer is my point with Cleveland. So Shamit eats into that. Um, Joe Harris, I don't know. Like you don't have picks to give up at the like first round picks to give up at this point. Why would the Nets want Karis Levert back? Um, are they going to be interested in Jetty Osman or Isaac Okoro? Maybe they take a flyer on Okoro, and that's like, is that the Jay Crowder trade too? Like Jetty Osman and uh, Okoro for Jay Crowder? I don't, I don't know if that gets it done. I would be shocked if Kendrick Williams gets moved at this point. Uh, seems like a very, he's a very malleable, versatile player, but also just seems like a culture setter in OKC. The Dallas Mavericks, OG Ananobi, Zach Levine, and John Collins swing for the fences here. I like it. Uh, they all seem John Collins might be semi-realistic. Just his trade value seems to have plummeted. I, I don't know what else. And I know he's out right now, but I'm just, I'm flabbergasted at some of the proposals we've seen. Even look, Kelly Olenek and Jordan Clarkson are having some really good seasons, but like the proposal of trading Olenek and Clarkson for Collins. And like, that was serious. I think it was mentioned by Shams. I don't know if it's been discussed, but that would just make Collins sort of this, you know, salary dump for Atlanta, basically. Um, again, I know Clarkson has been great this year, so I don't mean to understand that, but he has a player options about to enter free agency and you're clearly not going to keep him with Murray and Trey. OG Ananobi is just unrealistic. I know the Raptors are struggling right now. There, there are some flashes from them too, but their offense in the half court, it remains this groggy slog. Uh, they're not, if they, even if they, even if they tear it down and rebuild, I do think that you're keeping Scotty and OG and then maybe everybody else is on the table. Maybe Christian Coloco is not off limits, but not someone you're actively looking to move. So that's going to be tough for, for Dallas. Collins feels realistic. Zach Levine. It just depends. Are the bulls? I, I don't think the bulls will tear it down just because they owe that top four protected pick to Orlando. And you might be doing Orlando a favor at that point. I do think in a nutshell, you shouldn't care about the optics of that, where if you need to reset and restructure your franchise, how much value do you get for Zach Levine now when he's been struggling coming off those knee problems? Just doesn't look like the same player this season to me. Anyway, he would still be a great fit in Dallas. Now that being said for Dallas, you can't trade a first round pick until 2025 because of the pick you owe the Knicks. I just, I don't know if now is the time where they can get a bigger fish, maybe Collins because his trade value is plummeted, but like all you have is picks. You have some players that I guess teams would be interested in, but like, even if you're willing to move a Dorian Finney Smith, Maxi Kleba is injured right now. So who's going to be interested in him? Maybe Christian Wood, but like these guys aren't blue chip prospects. You need a team to be in love with Josh Green and Jaden Hardy, basically, plus your plus your picks, which teams will probably assume aren't going to be that valuable down the line since you have Luca plus whoever they're giving you. John Collins feels like the most realistic of those three. All of them would be great fits. Denver Nuggets, uh, let's see, Matisse Seibel, Javante Green, and Josh Richardson. These are some sneaky good picks here. Um, it does. The Nuggets are 28th in points allowed per possession. They have some really good defensive lineups, but you just might need to lean into it even further. And I think Matisse Thibault would really be a heat check for their offense because he's just awful on that end of the floor. He's not even as much as a stopper defensively as I think people give him credit for, but he would certainly work. And now all of a sudden, like, can you get to lineups where you're putting Gordon, Bruce Brown, KCP, Jokic, and then someone else on the court to just make it all defense around Jokic? I think Josh Richardson would be a good fit there. Um, you also don't want to get to a point where you have to factor in Jamal Murray as well here too. So if you, if we just assume that Jokic and Murray are the locks to closing crunch time, 
you have between KCP, Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, throw a Tybal or Josh Richardson there. It gives you another option. I don't hate the, the idea of Javante Green either. Like that's someone who could just defend all over the place. And maybe he becomes more of an innings eater for the regular season when you're not fielding your best lineups, which is what the Nuggets arguably need because their bench has struggled this year too. They've gotten like good minutes from um at different points from from different guys. DeAndre Jordan's probably even been a little bit better than than expected this season. Of course, there's Bones Highland, but it's not even about because they have some top end lineups that can be good defensively. It's about making the rest of the rotation better defensively, which should help you win more in the regular season. And then also sort of equip you against emergency in the playoffs. I would be curious, the asking price on all these guys, the nuggets can't trade a first until 2029. And that's if it's conditional, because there's a pick that's protected out there. So could you get Tybal green or Richardson for seconds and, and filler? I would say green and Richardson, maybe. And I guess Tybal at this point, not playing in Philly really. So yeah, um, all good targets there. The Detroit Pistons, no more Cade Cunningham draft pick. So yeah, Johnny Davis from Washington. I'm not sure the Wizards even know that that, that guy exists um, based off how they don't use him in James Booknight. You know, I get it. Like, let's just throw some stuff at the wall, see what sticks there. Uh, I don't, I, I was in on James Booknight after his first summer league, but from what I've seen from him since, I wouldn't be, I don't know if you want to even give him like those, those sort of reps. Um, but you have it without Kate Cunningham there yet. You have Killian Hayes and Jaden Ivy too. So do you need someone else to factor in there? Johnny Davis? Yeah. Just definitely take a, take a flyer on a wing like that, depending on the cost, but he was just drafted. So it's like, what are you getting there? And I think draft picks, you know, it's not low hanging fruit. It's a priority. The Pistons, unlike some of these other rebuilding teams, they don't have all these extra picks, you know, off into the distance. And it's weird that they're like maybe shopping Sadiq Bay per the athletics, James L Edwards, the third. So, um, they're in a weird spot, but I'd like to see them get more draft picks. And I would move Boyan Bogdanovich to, to do it as good as he's been for them this year. And as much as he opens up the, the floor, the golden state warriors, Jakob Pertle, PJ Washington, Eric Gordon. So I actually don't like Pertle for the warriors. Uh, he like stuff is, but he's injured right now and his rim protection has been down. He's committed more turnovers at the elbows this year. I think that's more of a, a function of what's going on with San Antonio's roster than anything, but you're probably not going to pay him in free agency this summer. And also He's not closing games for you because of the free throw shooting. And also just, I'd rather have Looney on the floor defensively if you're going with two bigs. And so between Looney playing however many minutes, plus Draymond at the five minutes, how many minutes is there going to be for Pirtle when it matters most? And if you are going to sell low or medium on James Wiseman, you'd like someone who's going to play more of a, a heavy role for you when it matters. And that's why I would focus on the perimeter or a floor spacing big PG Washington might do that. He could be really interesting as sort of another reclamation project in golden state. Eric Gordon, I like getting to the money becomes tough um, just because he makes over $19 million this year. So that would be something that the Warriors need to to grapple with and to get there would be, you know, like to get there is tough. It's not just a matter of trading Wiseman. You have to trade somebody else, too. And they don't have guys that are expendable outside of their core. So you're not going to you're not trading Andrew Wiggins um, in a in an Aaron Gordon trade, obviously, like I'm just pointing out like their salaries though. you're not getting rid of Clay Thompson or Draymond Green, Steph Curry, certainly off, um, certainly off limits here. And so you're just, you're not trading Kaminga either. You're not even giving up Moody in an Eric Gordon trade. And so when you don't have, I don't want to say, maybe there are some people that would call uh, some of their contracts, bad money on their roster. But when you don't have active indispensable or dispensable salary where it's, Oh, this player makes a ton of money. We could just get rid of him. It gets really hard to step out of your way to trades. I love the idea of Eric Gordon and golden state. Although friend of the, my friend in real life and friend of the podcast, Jacob Bourne, who's a warriors fan does not like his fit. I think he would prefer more of a bigger wing, which makes sense or someone in the front court who stretches Kelly Olynyk should probably be on their radar. Mo Bamba would be another good addition. If they wanted to go higher end, you could always go with, 
um, the Miles Turner route. I just don't know if the Pacers would even move him uh, right now. Uh, and again, you run into the same issue where it's, are you closing with Turner and green over Looney? I guess you would be. Um, but like, again, how much of that, you know, do you want to invest so much equity in where not your position's hammered out, but you've not traditionally, but like Draymond at the five is still an option. Maybe you don't believe Draymond's going to be around long-term that poses a separate issue. Um, so yeah, like, unless you're going to, I like Gordon, but unless you're going to go with step ladder, your way to basically a three for one trade and increase your tax bill in the process, because James Wiseman does make 9.6 million this year, but you would have to attach. Yeah. It's not even three for one. Like you would have, are you giving up Looney in that deal to get there? You're not giving up Kaminga. Like I said, are you going to give up DiVincenzo if you're getting back Eric Gordon? Maybe you're not giving up Moody. You're not going to trade Jordan Poole. You could trade Patrick Baldwin jr. But that feels like you're kind of selling low there then too. Um, so I, Eric Gordon, I like is my point, but I would, I think Josh Richardson and like McDermott might be the, that those would be easier numbers to get to, or maybe just Josh Richardson from, I would give up James Wiseman for Josh Richardson. And that would the Spurs do that, that bulls pick that's protected in 2025. And so it's like, they're not giving, they can reprotect it too. I think it's top 10 protected. And so if you think either, you think that it's maybe not going to convey because the bulls are going to suck, or if you just want to reprotect it so that there's, tight around it maybe that's a deal they could explore since josh richardson's ex expiring or you could just take james wiseman for that first round pick since they have all this cap space and the warriors maybe want to cut their luxury tax bill possible targets for the houston rockets jackson hayes draft picks and rj hampton love the rj hampton inclusion in here from buckley uh he's been low-key good in orlando just really can't get minutes on a consistent basis right now but he's had a much better year and so i shouldn't have sold my rj hampton stock leading into the season I don't know that I understand the Jackson Hayes drop. Like you have Shangun, Jabari Smith, Usman Garuba here already. Um, so like why do you, and Bruno Fernando, and why are you going to complicate the front court rotation? Jackson Hayes can do a lot of switching on the perimeter, but that feels like, you know, maybe a Boston should be interested in him a little bit more um, than a Houston. So that's a little cloggy there. And they could go after draft picks. They don't really necessarily need him. I love taking the flyer on Hampton. who feels like he would be more of a conventional game manager at this moment, especially when you look at the cadence with which he plays than a KPJ or Jalen Green. Not saying he's better overall, but just might be a better fit for that role. The Indiana Pacers, who could be low-key buyers, Sadiq Bay, Moses Moody, Cam Reddish. This seems to straddle the line, where it's like you wouldn't get any of these players because you traded Miles Turner to that team. Um, I guess Moses Moody. Like we have a Wiseman Moody salary for Turner type deal, whatever. Um, but yeah, they they need wing depth. And if you get Sadiq Bay, I'm not trading a first round pick for him if I'm Indy, and that's the complication here. Uh, but if you can get a Sadiq Bay, that's someone who'd be really interesting for you. Moses Moody, um, Cam Reddish, that should be a sec, like a, maybe a second from the Knicks plus plus money. So that's a that's a really good. And he would play like they had. I called. I said that Andrew Nemhard started at the four for the Pacers the other night. I meant to say Naismith. I'm sorry. Um, they both started with the letter N, so I guess I got that mixed up in case anyone caught that. So, yeah, um, I like Cam Reddish here mostly because he seems the most gettable. Moody or Bay is going to cost you, I would guess, a first-round pick, which Indy shouldn't trade. Um, I guess they could trade that Cavs one if they really wanted to, or they have Boston, so you could go lower end on that if the teams will accept it. Um, otherwise, the Moody one specifically feels like, oh, did they trade Turner to the Warriors in sort of this bigger deal? Love, love the Cam Reddish inclusion, though. And I just don't think the Warriors are ready to sell low on Moody where they're just getting back a pick for him. The Clippers, Miles Turner, Alec Burks, Eric Gordon, all, all good picks here. I don't know how much you need Turner unless you're planning on paying him after this year. And what are you giving up for him? They have salaries that match it, but then you need Indy to also say, like, we're fine with just getting one super distant first-round pick back. Uh, and if they were fine with that, I feel like the Lakers trade might have already have been made, uh, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong there. Alec Burks is a good one. 
you're not, you know, if you're Detroit, you're probably, if you can get your own second back that the Clippers own of yours, I think they have their 2025 pick or is it 2020? Yeah, they owe their 2024 pick to the Knicks. No, no, they don't know. The Clippers don't own a Detroit pick anymore. So, but you have seconds if you're the Clippers is my point. Apologize for stumbling through there. Um, so if you could do seconds and salary, like, are you giving up Rocco for that? Has he fallen that far out of favor? You're not giving up um, a Norman Powell in that deal, that's for sure. So I think, but the Alec Burks one is workable, even with the salary. Eric Gordon's a little bit tougher because he makes so much money, but, like, you could get there because you have all these sort of salary-matching tools. It's just a matter of, okay, well, what are you using to get Gordon and does a team want like you're probably, you're still not giving up Marcus Morris. I think would be too important or Norman Powell, but you have Rocco and you give up a mere coffee for Eric Gordon. And does that even get them there? Let me see. It comes pretty close. I'm not sure, but you could still find other ways. Uh, is that something Houston getting a flyer on a mere coffee and then maybe Preston or Boston junior. I'd probably, if they're getting that much, I'd probably just do it. Whether you want to take on Luke Kennard in the final two years of his deal after this one, um, that would be interesting. You go Kennard and then it's coffee slash Preston or Boston Jr. I think that would get you to um, Eric Gordon money. That might be a good trade. That's for both teams. So I, I like that. I like that one. Uh, let's go on. Who was the other one? Oh, yeah, we went through that. The Lakers. Shocker. So we got DeMar DeRozan, Boya Bogdanovich, and Buddy Heald. Miles Turner's not on here, which is really kind of funny. Maybe, I think Buckley's thinking that the Lakers don't necessarily want to trade Russ. And so you could get to, well, if you're getting DeRozan, you're trading Russ because you can't get to DeRozan's money um, any other way. But And so then that's going to be a bigger deal because Russ makes so much money. You're also taking Vooch back in that, or could you get Caruso if you're giving up those picks? Like, are you getting Caruso and then someone else? Like, can you get Devontae Green out of that deal? You're not going to get... Um, you're not going to get Io to Sumu, that's for sure. So you go that route, I'd be fine. I don't love DeRozan's fit on offense, though. I think you run into he's a better player than Westbrook and probably the better pick and roll passer at this point. And he's even like, I guess he's the more reliable floor spacer, but has to be on the ball for it too. So you do run into a lot of the same issues, I think. Russ has been playing well off the bench, which is why I think Buckley goes to, well, can you just get Buddy Heald and forget Miles Turner? Because between Beverly and Kendrick Nunn, like you can get to, would you just be willing to take on Buddy Heald's money? So Kendrick Nunn and Pat Reveley for Buddy Heal, just get that functional shooting in there. Say, fuck it. We're not going to worry about cap space. We still have those two picks that we could trade down the line, or we could really move Buddy Heal's expiring contract if we needed to. Love Boyan Magdanovich. Would you give up? I don't think Detroit is moving him without getting a first-round pick. The Lakers proposed a protected first-round pick for him, and we're given the shaft. Would you just full-on go? You can have our 2027 pick for Boyan Magdanovich. I probably want a little bit something more, just looking at Bogdanovich's age, but... Look, Bogdanovich is quietly having an incredible season. He's one of the most, forget about shooting in general, um, he's one of the most efficient isolation scorers in the league this year. I'm I'm not even kidding you. So, like, that is something that you could actually look at if you're Lakers, and I think he improves your team uh, a great deal. So I like all of these targets. I would also add, if you want the Lakers to trade for a star, it's not going to be Damian Lillard, it's not going to be Kevin Durant, but, like, Bradley Beal isn't too far outside their own possibility. If you were willing to include the swaps, and you're, in addition to your two firsts, maybe throwing in Austin Reeves, some other seconds, Beal has a no-trade clause. And so if he says to the Wizards, I want out and I want to go to the Lakers, that does give the Lakers some leverage. The Memphis Grizzlies, the first-place Memphis Grizzlies, OG Ananobi, Jay Crowder, Cam Reddish. The Cam Reddish would be so Memphis Grizzlies, where it's just like, we're going to bet on our infrastructure just improving this player. And so like we have LaRavia and 
and Roddy and, and Santi Aldama. We're just going to add a, and Zaire Williams. We're going to add another project going to the fold. And we're just, that's, that's where we need to put us over the top. Um, Jay Crowder, I guess would theoretically, it would work for them. That is, do you consider that an upgrade over like the Aldama, LaRavia, Roddy minutes? Yeah, sure. I think you would. What are you giving Phoenix for it to be worthwhile? Are you giving up like a first round pick or one of your young players that they would have interest in? And they're not even, maybe they're not looking at win now trades at that point. Um, are they going to want to help out someone that they probably fancy a peer? So that has to come into the fold. Um, but I do, I get it. If you could get him, Ojananobi would be perfect. I just don't think the Raptors are trading him, but I do think Memphis, if they would, if, excuse me, if Toronto would move OG Ananobi, Memphis has the assets to get involved. All their own picks. We just mentioned those young players, Aldama, Roddy, LaRavia, Brandon Clark, Zaire Williams, even like you include Zaire Williams in that trade. And then plus that Warriors 2024 pick. So they could get a deal done. I would like to see them get in on like the Kyle Kuzma sweepstakes too. Feels like he might be a middle ground between all this reddish, a little too low end. OG Ananobi is too high end. And then Jay Crowder is just tough because I, I don't know what they're giving Phoenix because Phoenix probably hasn't moved Jay Crowder since they want win now talent in return. And so it's, you're flipping Jay Crowder for another player or just using his salary to acquire a more expensive player who helps you. And Memphis doesn't really have that. Whereas if you're going to get Kuzma and the Wizards are just kind of in sell mode, like you can use Danny Green's expiring contract plus a young player. You have to include a first. I don't know what it looks like since Kuzma's going into free agency, but that would be a really good trade target. Boy, my Donovich would be good too. Um, so would Jeremy Grant. I just, I think Grant will extend in Portland. And then I also think that Boy, my Donovich is just so expensive that you're probably going for a three for one with Detroit. And that gets really tough. You have green salary and then it's, who are you giving up with that? Uh, the Miami heat, Josh Richardson, Jay Crowder, Sadiq Bay. Those all names make sense. I'd probably want Jay Crowder makes too much sense. I'd want a player. Josh Richardson, the reunion would be great by the way. And he can play some four. Um, they have, I, I guess it comes down to what are you giving up as the primary salary bait to get these players? Like, what are you giving Phoenix that they want for Jay Crowder? You're not giving them anything unless you're giving up Caleb Martin, which you probably shouldn't. Um, you're not giving up value that helps Phoenix now. And so you need a third team to rally that not impossible. Josh Richardson feels eminently, eminently realistic. Um, you can, I think you can get him for seconds, which is fine, but can you get the Spurs? Would you be willing to give up a first round pick if they took on Duncan Robinson's deal? Um, are they even willing to take on a first for those final three years? Does it cost more than that? And would you give up more than that? You could also go because the heat are just their cap constraints are so thin. You could go Victor Oladipo and Dwayne Dedman, and you would have to probably compensate the Spurs with a first because both Dedman and Oladipo stretch into next season. Um, would you consider that? I probably would if I'm Miami at this point. I think Josh Rock Richardson's been quietly solid and he helps, you know, to the reunion with the Heat is just that'd be fucking cool. But I, he helps out a lot of what they need and you can run smaller, play him at the four. So I'm with this. The Bucks, Jordan Clarkson, Jay Crowder, Eric Gordon. So they were apparently close to a Jay Crowder trade. It, that was per the Shams report. If they can figure it out without giving up their one distant first round pick that they can move, yeah, more power to them. Uh, Eric Gordon would be huge for this team too. I know his, you know, he's not getting to the rim as much and he's not shooting the three ball as well, but he could still, you know, if his role is simplified and he's on a better team, like, yeah, he can, he can get it done. I just, to get to his $19 million number, who are you moving? Grayson Allen is a good start at 9.4 million. Then you have George Hill and Jordan Nuara. Like that gets you there, but you're probably going to have to give up. What are you giving up to in that? Like, is, is Houston just doing that? How many seconds are you including? You're willing to give up Marjan Bochamp? For Eric Gordon, that's a little bit iffy. Uh, I do love the final target list here, though. Jordan Clarkson, I just don't know how you get him from Utah. Even if they're willing to sell lower since he's hit it in free agency. Uh, it, the Grayson Allen and what? 
Like, are you attaching to it? Is Marjan Bochamp enough to get you Jordan Clarkson? That's something you could consider. And can you talk in there be quick pro quo where it's, oh, like maybe you guys can take on Rudy Gay or maybe you're Milwaukee trying to get rid of George Hill. But I think Mike Boonholzer is probably just in love with George Hill. So the framework is probably Grayson Allen and Marjan Bochamp would be like the most realistic offer. I don't, I would be curious to see what Utah's response is. My guess would be they'd want a little bit more and that Jordan Clarkson is too important to the culture, but he would be a great fit in Milwaukee. And there's clearly something wrong with Milwaukee's offense right now. Minnesota, this is a tough one. Gary Trent Jr., Josh Richardson, Kelly Oubre Jr. I'm out on Kelly Oubre Jr. Uh, I think he'll he'll shoot threes, but Minnesota needs guys who are going to make them at a higher clip. I also don't know, getting to his salary, it's so mid-end. You're just at a point where it's, is it a bigger trade where you're trading Charlotte D'Lo, getting rid of his money? Um, like you're not moving. I, I wouldn't move Kyle Anderson for him or Torian Prince. And now you start to run out of money really quickly. So like your highest paid players are Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards in that order. Those are your top four. Your fifth highest paid player is Kyle Anderson at 8.8. Your sixth highest paid player is Torian Prince at 7.3. And then after that, nobody makes more than $2.3 million. And so I don't even know if you're the, the Timberwolves, how you even get Josh Richardson, I think that would be, a, uh, I don't want to say great because his three-point volume isn't necessarily enough, but I don't even know how you get to the money. Like you're, They only have the trade exception for $4.4 million. That's not going to get it done. These are all nice targets. Gary Trent Jr. as well, but like you're going to have to give up someone to match these salaries, and it's actually really tough for Minnesota to do that unless they're doing it as part of a larger deal where they're moving a bigger salary like a D'Angelo Russell, and I don't think any of the players I just named are, are players you, you do that for. The Pelicans. Mobamba, love it. Doug McDermott, interesting. Nerlens Noel. I'm out on Noel. I just, I, look, the Pelicans, Pelicans fans have been in our comments saying that, like, no, you wouldn't add value to Jonas Valanciunas to get a Miles Turner. And I'm not trying to be like the I know better than you national podcaster because I don't. Like, I'm not one of those podcasters. But if you're not, just objectively, even if you think Jonas Valanciunas can close games, if you're not going to have him close games against Walker Kessler and the Jazz, what are we doing? Just what, what are we doing? You should look to improve the center spots where, no, maybe you're still closing with Nance and Zion. That's fine, but then at least diversify to the point where that's not your only option. Mobamba gives you that. Turner would certainly give you that. I like Doug McDermott for his three-point volume and cutting on this team, which is something that they could definitely use. Do they want to take on his number for next year? Maybe San Antonio would do Devontae Graham for Doug McDermott straight up since they both have money on the books for, for next season. That would be Loki interesting. Noel, though, it's just like, I guess his, he's very active. He has great hands, and he can be a good rim protector when he's healthy. The spacing, though, gets a little weird. And if you're worried about, like, the Jonas-Zion fit on offense is fine. Um, the defensive fit is iffy. Maybe on defense, Noel and Zion are fine, but the offense wouldn't be great. He could, Zion could run, pick and roll with him, I suppose, but they're going to want to occupy a lot of the same space just around the basket. That would be something to monitor. If you can get him for, like, if the Pistons are willing to take on Devontae Graham's deal, because uh, Graham next season is owed uh, $12.1 $12. $12. million guaranteed, and then Noel is coming off your books because it's a team option. That's something the Pelicans could definitely look at. So I don't mind all of these targets, and maybe like Detroit wants to see what Jackson Hayes is. You can include him in that deal as well. Uh, but I kind of like all these. I'd like to see Miles Turner there, though. Like there's, I think we've seen that Miles Turner could really help this team and as someone that they might actually close with. The Knicks, Kuzma, Ubre Jr., Robert Covington. ZB, I love you. We're going to say no on Kelly Oubre Jr. I'm sorry. I can't I can't put him on my Knicks. I just I can't do it. I don't think he's really equipped to play the three. Um, he's on ball defense might be okay, but he can get really you know unattentive away from the ball. Uh, his three-point shooting isn't good enough. 
Robert Covington is interesting if the Knicks would play small, which they don't. And then I'm not trading for Kyle Kuzma or Robert Covington or even Oubre for that matter, unless I'm also getting rid of Julius Randle just to open up the four rotation right now. Tibbs wants to play. He's more likely to go with Jericho Sims and Isaiah Hartenstein in the front court now than he is of dusting off Cam Reddish with Obi Toppin out. And so he wants to play with a actual big, someone at, at center. And I think that's that might be coming to his best position at this point. Uh, so you need to take Julius Randle out of his chamber. Otherwise, you have Kuzma playing at the three, and I just don't think that's a good uh, a good setup. I don't really even know if I'm the Knicks being realistically realistic, realistic, excuse me, unless a star comes on the market, I'm not really looking to acquire any one player so much as I'm looking to acquire um, more minutes for certain players where it's, oh, if we can get off Evan Fournier's money. Um, that helps open up things. Or again, I still would try to get off Julius Randle's money. And if you're getting off Randle's money, then yeah, Kuzma makes a, a good amount of sense there. So that would be interesting if you're moving Julius Randle as part of it. And maybe the Wizards would be rebuilding or think Randle's like the third star and they'd prefer to pay him over Kuzma who's going to be free agent. I don't know. The Thunder, Cam Reddish. Yes, just give them all the wing projects. James Wiseman and Patrick Baldwin Jr. Patrick Baldwin Jr. is a good one. He's had some frisky minutes there for Golden State. Wiseman being sent to OKC when Chet Holmgren's there, they could probably play together once Holmgren is healthy. Um, I don't know that I would want to necessarily invest that equity in Wiseman, but perhaps you view him as having just the, you know, he is such just this athletic specimen that you want to take the flyer. Holmgren's not playing until next year anyway, and he might need to be eased back. Are you worried about his health long-term? And they're still in you know, good player or young player accumulation mode. I could see it. I guess I just question what OKC is giving up for Wiseman. Like, are you getting, I don't know, is it Baisley and it's Kenridge Williams? Like, would they even give that up? Is that something that they would do? I don't, I just don't know what that package looks like because they're not moving, they wouldn't move Lou Dort for that or Shea or Chet Holmgren or Josh Giddy or Ushman Jang. And I just named their five highest paid players and their sixth highest paid players, Jalen Williams, who they also wouldn't trade for James Wiseman. Their seventh highest paid players, Darius Baisley. Okay, maybe he makes 4.3 million. And so it would have to be Baisley and uh, Baisley and Kendrick Williams get you there. That could be a trade that you would consider. I'm just, I thought, not that I thought, I'm pretty sure that Kendrick Williams and the Thunder don't want to leave each other. You could go with the wing project and, and Cam Reddish too. Again, what money are you sending out for that though? Orlando Magic. Moses Moody, Sadiq Bay draft picks magic are on fire right now. I would kind of like to see them improve their. I know they have Hampton. I know that they have Cole Anthony. They, they have, um, my God, why can't I name, why can't I name magic cars? They have Jalen Suggs. They have Markel Fultz. I would like to just see like more of a steadying hand at guard. And like Moses Moody's not going to provide that on the ball. Draft picks make sense. They already have some extra in their chamber, the bulls this year. And then they have, uh, Denver's 2025 pick. That's right. Um, I wouldn't give up any of those picks or their own pick, by the way, to get Sadiq Bay. So it seems like it's going to take for him. And also, I'd rather still see like Chumo KK play than um, Sadiq Bay, even though that's that's been quite the adventure this year. Uh, I don't really, I'm not going to, Moses Moody would make some kind of sense. Like, do the Warriors want Terrence Ross or Gary Harris in a Moses Moody trade? So I don't hate that one taking a flyer on him, but I'd rather see them go after a guard like they would be a, f a fun, maybe a Fred Van Fleet team. If the Raptors make him available, if that's too high end, like, could you go with like, do they need to enter the Jordan Clarkson sweepstakes? Maybe you want more of a playmaker, even though Clark Clarkson's passing has been better this year. Could they get Monte Morris just from 
Washington, if Washington turns, you know, decides to do an about face and, and rebuild or just throw away this season, uh, Morris not had the best year, but he is a, still a pretty good game manager. Philly, uh, they are a hard captain. It's tough. Gary Harris, Jay Crowder, Eric Gordon. Uh, I like Gary Harris for them. Uh, Jay Crowder would be fine. I don't know that I love him for them, but to replace some of the PJ Tucker minutes with someone who might actually shoot, uh, you could also then play really, you could not really small, but you could play Tucker and Crowder in the front court when Embiid is sitting. You could look at that. Philly's salary matching is awfully tough here, though, because you, you know Embiid, Harden, you're not trading. I don't think you're. Maybe you would trade Tucker for Crowder at this point. I don't think they would. I mean, who wants the the final two years of that contract? Uh, and you're not going to trade Melton. You do have Corkmaz at five million and Tybal at four point four. So there are things you could do. Daniel House, if you're not, don't view him as untouchable. Liang um, at 3.5. So yeah, there's numbers you could get to. There's also Jaden Springer, if some team wants to view him as sort of this project. Um, the target that feels least most likely then, though, would be like, oh, okay, I guess Gary Harris, but like, what are you giving the magic to make that worth their while? Houston, maybe you could sell them on taking on Tobias Harris's money. And like, you have to include a whole bunch of stuff there. Like that gets super weird to get to a $19 million number. So I don't know. Uh, I guess Harris would be the most realistic of these three. I just don't know what you're, I know what you could send out. I just don't know why, what are you attaching to make it worth Orlando's while? Maybe they want to look at Jaden Springer. And so you go with Jaden Springer and for, that doesn't even get you the money. And so that's really tough sledding for uh, Philly, but I do like the fits of basically all these guys. My favorite fit might actually be, Gary Harris for them. It could no, it's probably Eric Gordon. No, no, let's just get back to 2018 Rockets. The Phoenix Suns, John Collins, Kyle Kuzma, Eric Gordon. Love, love, love. Collins might be like the least interesting to me just because I don't know what it costs to get him. And he could play with DeAndre Ayton. Are you closing with that? Him over Cam Johnson. I would be interested to see him playing the backup five here. Um, but like DeAndre Ayton doesn't necessarily let you be the five on offense. He would have to be the five on offense. I think Collins is best suited as being the five on offense. So I wouldn't mind seeing him out of Phoenix if the cost is right there. And Atlanta really wants Jay Crowder. Kyle Kuzma makes, a, I think, a lot more sense as someone who can diversify your package on both ends of the floor. He's been pretty good as a helper, I think, defensively in, in Washington. And then also just on offense where he's done a lot of on-ball work but can work off the ball as well. Gives you sort of a safety net if CP3 um, goes down or his play it's like kind of perking up on offense, but it continues to crater. And just having him and then Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, and DeAndre Ayton gives you a whole lot of bodies to cover up for teams that are going to really seem like they're trying to capitalize on CP3 getting old, where it's like they're really going after him now and attacking that mismatch. And I've been Eric Gordon, the Phoenix advocate for forever. He would still give a lot of rim pressure relative to the rest of their perimeter guys. Um, and you can get to his number with charge and Jay Crowder. So is there seconds in there? Would you give up your first, maybe just protect it like top 20, top 22 or whatever. And you probably have to rally a different team in there just because why does Houston want Jay Crowder? And those two are expiring contracts. I know Houston shouldn't be interested in charge. They should be interested in the, the equity coming back. Uh, Portland trailblazers, OG Ananobi again, great for Portland, great for so many teams. I don't think Portland has the pick equity to get them. I, maybe you consider trading Shaden Sharp to get him. Would that actually get Toronto to bite? I don't know. Cam Reddish feels definitely more realistic to get some wing help. Uh, you could just send out a salary and maybe a second at this point. Perhaps you have to wait until the trade deadline because the Knicks are really trying to um, wait out and see what their other plans are. Uh, so, like, you could send out Jesse's Winslow for him. Um, so, yeah, like, that would be fine to take a flyer on him. Uh, but you could also, I like the the final one here in Mobamba. I like that, like to sort of deepen your five 
rotation. You don't have to play small as much. I don't know what it costs to get him since he's playing so well, but you do have the, like the smaller salaries to get his number. Do they like Keon Johnson in Orlando? So you could use him as sort of just like the, the asset buffer there. And my question though is for Portland, it's well, what's the matching salary that goes out here? Because it'd have to be Winslow at 4.1 and then Keon Johnson at 2.7. That doesn't even get you to a Mo Bamba salary. I don't think because Mo Bamba is making 10.3. And so it's like, it's, it's close. So, all right, does that work? Does that something Orlando want to do? Are you attaching seconds to that? But I, I do like the idea of Mobamba. But my point was Phoenix is working with some constraints when it's not this super big trade because Lillard, Simons, those are guys you're pre- presumably not trading. Jeremy Grant at, at 21 million, certainly not trading for, well, I guess if you were getting OG, but probably like, I, I don't know. So like if those players aren't going out on a deal, you have Yusuf Nurkic at 15.6. Josh Hart is a name that would get you a lot of different salary matching tools. You would really have to believe that you're not keeping him beyond this season. And there's Gary Payton the second at 8.3 million. And so maybe I'm just underestimating the willingness for Portland to move some of these guys. I'm just thinking, oh, they wouldn't trade Josh Hart or even Gary Payton the second. But maybe I'm just maybe I'm wrong there. I'm thinking in a trade along the lines of the ones are mentioning here. Next up is the Sacramento Kings. Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Kyle Kuzma. I love it. Shoot shoot for the stars here. Um, the Kings, like ZB notes, are objectively fun. They've gotten a little bit better defensively. Siakam would be perfect, and I think he's more gettable, personally, than OG Ananobi. Because I think if Toronto starts over, you're looking at moving Fred Van Fleet and Siakam, and then basically everyone else but Coloco, Ananobi, and Scotty Barnes. So that feels like semi-realistic. Kyle Kuzma, also like him too. He's probably still, Harrison Barnes has gotten better, but he's probably still an upgrade there. He also just gives you the ability to play different lineup packages. He could play with Barnes and Keegan Murray and Kuzma. Like those three could play together at the same time if you really want to. Um, I just don't know, because the Kings gave up that first round pick for Kevin Herter and it's protected until kingdom come, they would have to trade conditional first out in the future to get this done. And that's not, again, impossible. But if you're a team, you have to believe that the pick they owe to the Atlanta Hawks this year is going to convey. Otherwise you're just going to be waiting and waiting um, for, for that, that pick protection. And so you need to believe that they're 2020. Oh, it's their 2024 first uh, to Atlanta and it's lottery protected. And so that gets dicey. The first, first round pick they could theoretically promise a team is in 2028. But if you go conditional, you can go 2026. What else are you attaching here? Davion Mitchell does not have a ton of cachet on the trade market right now. Uh, same for Rashawn Holmes. Are you willing to look at moving Keegan Murray already? Like, is that to use that as a, not Kyle Kuzma bait, but for Pascal Siakam? Hell yes, you do it. Um, is that plus distant first round picks plus salary filler? I guess you're trading Harrison Barnes, let's say Keegan Murray, and then picks. Like, does that get it done in theory? There, there might have to be more money added. But is that get it? You could go with Rashawn Holmes too to make money work. Like, does that get it done for Siakam if Toronto decides to sell? If they're all 26 and 28 first round picks, or let's just say the Kings can do this. I'm not even sure that they can, but two first Keegan Murray Barnes for Pascal Siakam. And you could throw Holmes in there if, if we need to make the money work. Are they like, is that enough? I think that you would probably get more for Pascal Siakam. I'd love for them to land him though. It's harder to get Kuzma because like you can't promise an imminent first round pick, which is what I think Washington would covet. And I don't think you're giving up. Ke- you, I wouldn't give up Keegan Murray for him. Keegan Murray's cost controlled and Kuzma's about to become a, a free agent. The, all the targets here make sense though. And OG just seems out of reach. I don't think Toronto's going to move him. The Spurs, 
Draft picks, Patrick Williams, Jaden Springer. I thought maybe Kobe White would be for the Spurs. Like, let's take a flyer on a ball handler who could initiate offense. I wouldn't mind that for San Antonio. Patrick Williams, hell yeah. Uh, what are you sending in Chicago, though, that they are um, going to give you Patrick Williams back? Like, are you at the point where Chicago will take back their 2025 pick and they want Josh Richardson and that gets you Patrick Williams? Like, and then maybe there's other stuff involved there. Is there anything else you could do, a deal you could take on to grease the wheels? from Chicago because San Antonio has so much cap space and that would look like what, I don't, like what is the deal that you don't love? If you're Chicago, there's really no, if you like the Rosen and Levine, there's no bad money on this team. Are you willing? Like if the Spurs say, Oh, we'll take on Lonzo ball. Okay, sure. He has the two years after this one and guaranteed at like 42 million, but Lonzo ball is really good when he's healthy. So what, and did it with Alex Caruso. And so it's, I'm just, I don't know how the bulls, like what they're getting back from San Antonio that would get like, make them want to have Patrick Williams. I suppose what they could do is if San Antonio is looking to consolidate a little bit, like do they give up a, they're not going to give up a Hawks pick. You offer the, you offer the bulls pick. Like this is the trade you offer the bulls pick. You offer, I would assume uh, Josh Richardson because he makes so much sense in Chicago. And then what like Zach Collins? Uh, Like I just, I don't know. They have that, that fake Charlotte first. So there are things they could do, but if you can get Patrick Williams, hell yeah. Like, let's just, let's see that in action. Um, so yes. And then if not, you could go like super low on Jane Springer. Maybe this doesn't feel like a cam reddish team, but, but maybe they could be the Toronto Raptors, miles Turner, Jakob Pertle, Jordan Clarkson, uh, miles Turner. Sure. What do you, I guess you could move Trent and stuff to get him. Jakob Pertle has been linked to the Raptors for forever. And I guess he would really help them too. You have to believe he's going to play better and be healthier than he's been in San Antonio this year. Clarkson in theory helps their half court offense, but runs counter to the team that they've built where everyone needs to be between six, seven and six, nine. It's at Fred Van Fleet and Christian Coloco. So I, I get it. I just, I'm wondering if this team is willing to buy, they have the assets to do it. I would love Eric Gordon here would be a really another good name um, to look at. I also thought like, is I know we just signed an extension, so it's hard to move. Like, is Keldon Johnson untouchable right now? My guess would be yes, but with the emergence of Devin Vassell and the team like still kind of headed in the weirdo whatever direction, like he would be a good fit uh, in Toronto to give some rim pressure in the half court. Maybe you want someone with more laterality, so Keldon Johnson in Toronto's not. I was just that was a Keldon Johnson using in general. I just what is it costing you for Turner? You have the Trent money, and then what picks are you able to do it with even smaller salaries to where? Because I think that. Trent's skill set, even though he can be in the doghouse in Toronto, like it's important to what Toronto is doing. And so you're looking at like, are you using Chris Boucher's money or Thaddeus Young's money, Ken Birch, and then including first round picks? Um, and maybe you're taking, you know, oh, selling India, India on the injured Precious Achua and what he did last year. Uh, and he has the one cost control year left. I just, I think this team's going to be hesitant to do any like real buys and probably would have even if they were pretty good. And I just feel like it's more likely that they sell at this point. But if they're going to buy, it needs to be it's just sort of a half court initiator who also doesn't like shrink their spacing. And those, you know, <laughs> those are players that a lot of team wants want, and they're just not going to be available in heavy supply. I also just question, are they willing to deviate from their archetype? Like, yeah, okay. If Jordan Clarkson's available and you can get him, like, do you, I like, are you willing to get someone that's more like if you can get a manual quickly from the Knicks, not necessarily a half court guy, but he gives you some real distance shooting and doesn't compromise your defense too much. Uh, could you swap like bad contracts with not bad, but like money you don't want with new Orleans for Devonte Graham, but are you willing to go for a player as small as Devonte Graham there? And so if you're willing to deviate from like the model that they're in, in Toronto, 
there are certainly some things you could do. And maybe it's not a buy, like super buy or a sell. It's just something that would be a middle ground type of player. And you know, like someone who springs to mind, like a middle ground where it's like, you're not really giving up a ton of equity for them, but maybe it still sort of works. I, I guess that's not really like, is that player even out there? Like, could you get Karis Levert out of Cleveland? And you're just kind of Gary Trent for Karis Levert and something else. Like maybe you take the flyer on Isaac Okoro. Is that too low for Trent? Um, I mean, perhaps it's, it's certainly possible. Like they would want more for him. You could go after Terry Rozier, but I wouldn't want his money on the books. If I'm Toronto, just to bring him off the bench. And you're thinking about paying Fred Van Fleet, Siakam, Anjanobi, Ananobi, excuse me, down the line. Bogdan Bogdanovich would be kind of perfect for the Raptors if the Hawks were were looking to sell. But um, yeah, so Toronto's tough to figure out. I think my favorite one of these would probably actually be Jordan Clarkson. Um, but yeah, the Jazz, who are all of a sudden buyers, they'll probably do something in the middle ground though, where they, or, or they'll sell. I don't think they'll go. Collins would be fun there too. I don't think they'll go the John Collins route or, or flat out buy, um, but maybe they'll do something in the middle. Peyton Pritchard might be that type of, guy that being said like you have colin sexton you have jordan clarkson you have mike conley right now uh you have Nikhil alexander walker like he's had some nice minutes for them jackson hayes would be fun because he doesn't help you space the floor and they like to play five out but you're already getting away playing kessler uh walker kessler excuse me and like you know you can um excuse me you can then play like not you could flip their minutes and jackson hayes gives you a lot of like perimeter defense not the greatest rim protector and just some raw athleticism for certain lineups and like with kelly olenic headed towards free agency you don't know how much longer he's going to be around that could be a fun just sort of like second draft guy uh and then nikolajovic just like yeah let's hey let's just lean into this like sort of front court model whatever and i think if you're getting him you're probably also targeting heat picks because if you're getting jovic i'm assuming like you're sending out someone the heat want is it mike conley is it like, I don't know if you send them Kelly Olynyk like that reunion, that's not getting you Jovich. I don't think Malik Beasley is he too small though. But like, if it's a Beasley trade, like he's someone who could probably help the heat. Are you having to take on Duncan Robinson in that deal though? Would be something that you really need to consider. If I'm Miami, I would love Larry marketing, but you're going to need like two first round picks for that at minimum. I don't think Miami would want Jordan Clarkson with hero Butler and, and Lowry there. But uh, if you are getting, Excuse me, if you are getting Jovich, like if they're not giving you that for Nikhil Alexander Walker, maybe Jared Vanderbilt, but like are they concerned that he doesn't really space the floor at all? So that could that could definitely be something to look at. The final team, the Washington Wizards, tough as hell to figure out. Oh my god, ZB DeRozan, Collins, and Caruso. I don't you gotta explain the DeRozan thing for me. If you run him at point guard, I guess I get it. But I think they need someone who's gonna give you even more of a change of cadence than that. Like you have the game manager type in uh you you have that in Monte Morris. Wizards fans have not been happy with him. I get it. I don't even know what a DeRozan trade looks like for this team. I think it's pretty... I guess you go with Kuzma and Barton is like the money you get there. Is Chicago doing that? Like, what does that do for Chicago? Maybe that gets you Collins from Atlanta at this point because those those salaries come off the books. Kuzma's probably more used to being like the the four wing type that doesn't need to be used as a screen center as often as Collins would prefer. So that makes sense. Uh, that would... and. Would I do that if I'm Washington? I'm really high on Kuzma right now, but Collins is under contract. He can play with KP. Um, and that's a situation where if KP, you stagger their minutes, if KP is okay um, spotting up, then you can use Collins as the screener. Or you could, like, if you want KP to handle the ball and try and get him to run some dual big pick and rolls, you could do that. I don't hate it. Crusoe makes a lot of sense just from a defensive perspective. But if you're, unless you're giving up Denny Avdia, which if the Bulls are giving up Caruso, maybe they are taking on someone like the um, Avdia or Hachimura, um, 
the, just because of their or are they getting like are they flipping out? I don't know if Caruso Kuzma is a good trade for either side to be honest. But like Caruso doesn't shoot, Denny Avdi is afraid to shoot, so that's something you would need to factor in. Uh, Caruso would be interesting there though. I like Collins the most out of this, and the DeRozan. I'm just not sure what the framework looks like, and and the Wizards. You know, you have to factor in there, like they're sort of in the the Kings dilemma. They have the 2023 first owed to the Knicks, but it's lottery protected. Then it's top 12 protected in 2024, top 10 in 25, top eight in 26. So theoretically, the soonest they can promise a first round pick because you need to skip a year is 2028. They can trade a conditional first round pick, but are do you trust that the Wizards? are going to convey this year's pick to the Knicks when it's lottery protected? No, you absolutely don't. And so to get DeRozan for that, I, I thought Atlanta would want at least like some kind of a first for Collins. You do have, again, Denny Avia could be involved in a trade. Would I give him up for Collins? Probably not. I'm super high on Denny Avia. And if just based off what we've heard about Collins' value, would you give up a Kispert or a Davis plus salary like to sort of make that work? Um, again, you might just need Kuzma Pardon to get Collins. There a way to get Collins without giving up Kuzma? Probably not, unless Atlanta is looking for strictly cap relief in Barton. And then you could go with if they actually wanted young players. Like if you could keep Kuzma over Avdia, and you were going to resign Kuzma, I do think a lot of people around the league, uh, based off what I've read and heard, are going to want uh, or, or believe, excuse me, that Kuzma is leaving anyway. So if you're feeling that way, then yeah, absolutely trade him. Uh, let me know if you've made it this far, get in the comment section. Tell me who you want your team to trade for. Let me know if there's any other trade content you want. We are in trade season, so we will be pumping more of that out. Uh, questions, comments, join our discord. The link to that is in the podcast and YouTube description. Follow us on all the socials, subscribe to us, please. We're really trying to grow the community while also honoring the, the, the community that we've already built. We think it's a, we know it's not the biggest operation, but it's not the smallest operation either at this point. And we do a really thorough job putting content out all the time. I have videos up on YouTube all the time, shorts that are exclusive to, to YouTube, um, TikTok, Instagram, the whole nine. So help us out, help us gain followers, um, and an audience across all platforms. And if you've followed us everywhere on TikTok, YouTube, um, Twitter, Instagram, and then Apple, Spotify, wherever word of mouth, shout us out, tell people about us. And if you do recommend us, or if you just have nice things to say, it helps keep me, me and Grant going. I'm not going to lie. Like we both, everyone has an ego, but it's nice to hear that the content is appreciated. We have a lot of people in our comments that are, you know, really nice about that. So get in the comments too. like comment in on YouTube. Um, tell the algorithm love us back. Shout outs though, or appreciate or word of Ralph recommend recommendations. And if you do do that, let me know that you did it so I can thank you. And that we know that it's actually happening and that I am not speaking into the great void. Until next time, and as always, I leave you with the shout-out to the one, the only, the single, solitary, lone, untouchable player in the NBA as we enter the 2023 trade deadline season, Frank Mila, who's also a Blazers killer.